Hello, 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 everyone. Thank you for joining me today for Talking Tuesdays with Carmelita. I am Carmelita McElroy, your podcast host. I am an author, speaker, certified life coach for moms, expansion business consultant, evangelist, and podcast host. And I want to thank you for joining me today. Um, I know you could have been listening to anyone else, but you decided to listen to this podcast today. Um, I have taken a break. I know I've been gone for a while. I'm back. Okay. Um, things go on in life. Life happens. Sometimes you have to just take a pause on some things to get things together. So, but I am back. We're still in season eight. We're still talking about black families, our black communities. And today I'm going to talk about how far we've come and how far we have to go. Okay. So we've come a little ways. I don't know when, when you look at the news and stuff nowadays, it looks like we're going back. People trying to put us in slavery. They, they, they beating, they killing us. They don't go to jail. It's like free for all. So that's why I really wanted to hit on this. Like, what do you think? Have we really come that far? Or have we imagined that we were, because they made it look like we were, but now that people can get things on recordings and, you know, people can really see what's going on. Have we really gotten that far? Number one, I just saw the other day, three cops beating a black man. They said he tried to run. They got him down. Um, what happened to just cuff him and take him to jail? Why are y'all kicking him, beating him in the head, punching his face down on the ground? And then when you saw someone that body was, uh, had the camera, you're going to point at them like that. Don't do that. You can't tell nobody what to do with their camera. You know, some of these old white supremacists that's in this, uh, police force, you know, they just think they're going to tell us what to do because they really wanted to go back to slavery time. And I just wonder, like, you know, how far have we really come that they can do this stuff and then they don't go to jail? Go out here, shoot unarmed black men, and then they don't get prosecuted. They get to keep their job or they get to move to another police department and get their pension. No, 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 no. Let's start hitting their pockets. That's what I say. Take a pension. You shoot, a, you shoot somebody unarmed, you don't get no pension. I bet they're going to think about it then. We need to, we got to do something. But how far have we really come? Um, yes, I'll tell you this right here. In 1964, the year that the Great Civil Rights Act was passed, only 18%. Of whites claim to have a friend who is black. Well, now today, 86% say they do, while 87% of blacks assert they have white friends. Um, that's largely because this generation is so different. They love black culture. I mean, they don't love, may not love black people, but they love black culture. And white women love black men. So uh, that has brought more friendships and things into um, the way of us having white friends and white associates. Uh, back in the day, you know, you better not a black man, but not look at a white woman or talk to a white woman. You know what I'm saying? Um, you may not think that you're on the same level as a white person, but they kind of do it now with jobs, but they try to hide it, you know, cause they know they can get sued. But you know, have we really come that far? How far have we come? And are we really, that, do we have far more to go? I think we do because when you can beat a black man on camera and you still get prosecuted, um, I show white America privileged, you know? And they're saying that we're nothing. We're at the bottom of the pole. We don't deserve to uh, have rights, you know? I mean, in 1958, 44% of whites said that they would move if a black family became their next door neighbor. Today, the figure is 1%. That's what they say. I just wonder how many people that they did that statistics with because a lot of white people move now. A lot of neighborhoods that were predominantly white. I'm gonna tell you because when my grandparents and my grand my grandparents the neighborhoods that they moved to after after they could move where they wanted to go, 
we were like, okay, so my dad's mom on that block, I think it was only like two or three black, black families on that block. Um, my mom's block, it was only like maybe four on that block and the rest were white or so. So at that time, you know, we was doing it, but you know what happened slowly as they got their little money together or whatever, they moved out. Another black family moved in. So they do that now, but they don't do it as much as they used to. For one thing, inflation high, economics is not what it used to be. So they can't move as fast as they as they used to. But I know some who would not send their kids to a school when they see more blacks getting into schools. They rather send their kids to private school so they don't have to be around many blacks. I've seen it. I know for a fact. I've grown up in the South. I've seen the South. I know how it is. But I'm gonna tell you, honey, I've been living in I've been living in I lived in Kansas City, Missouri for over twenty something years in Midwest and honey, they are racist as I don't know what in Missouri. Missouri is a very racist state. Now, Iowa, all Wisconsin, all those areas. So it ain't just the South. People just made it look like it was. But have we really come that far? I don't know. Let's see here. Now, you know, People are able to buy homes now, whereas uh, 42% own their homes now, a figure that rises 75% if we look at just black couples. Um, black two-parent families earn only 13% less than those who are white. So we're still earning less than whites. Um, I used to work at a job, I can't, I'm going to say because it's confidential, but um, I got to look at all the employees' paychecks. Um and I can tell you, <laughs> I can see a black person and a white person hold the same position. That white person made more money than that black person. So it is true. They still do it to us. They still do it. But is it because we're not supporting each other? Because, you know, white people, go, they'll help each other. They'll pull each other up. They'll promote each other. They'll do all that. Black people, we still got a ways to come. Are we the ones holding ourselves back? Because we don't stick by each other. Or we're afraid of somebody else driving a Benz because we got a Benz. Or we're afraid somebody else going to have a $100,000 home and we we just got a $100,000 home. We don't want them to have that. You know, we got to get rid of some of these things ourselves in order for us to go further. Because I think we hold ourselves back more than the white man does because we don't stick together. Do you know what we could do if all black people stuck together? We talk all that stuff. But when it comes down to it. Do we really do what we say we're going to do? Support black, do this black, do that. But I can't tell because it don't look like we support each other. If we get together more, man, what we could do. But white people want us to be against each other. They keep it that way. They want it to be against each other. See, because the facts are that <clears throat> Excuse me. Media seldom report the black underclass continues to define black America in the view of the public eye. Many assume blacks live in ghettos, often in high rise public housing projects. Crime and welfare check are seen as their main source of income. They don't show us as having money. The only thing they see is the ones that have money is the rappers and the celebrities. They don't say that a lot of black people who uh, make more money than white people in certain areas. Um, Blacks are even more prone than whites to exaggerate the extent of which African-Americans are trapped in the inner city. Um, there are a lot of people who move out who are middle class, which they delete in the middle class. That's going to affect white and black. Let you know. OK, blacks who consider themselves to be middle class outnumber those with incomes below the poverty line by a wide margin. So there are more blacks who are in middle class than there are ones in poverty in the projects. But they make it look like 
We all in the projects. We all are broke. We all are living on welfare checks. We don't like to work. This is what they put out there for us. And it's totally not true. It's totally not true. There are so many black, and especially black women, educated, making money. But you know what? We got to go back and support our own. In order for us to get further, we have to support our own. Pull somebody else up. When you get to a certain level, get pull somebody else in. You know what I'm saying? Help them out a little bit. Pay for somebody's college or give somebody some money, scholarship fund or something. That's what I have to do with my my um son and daughter, you know, who are deceased, uh, scholarship to give money. That's this in 2023, we're gonna start giving money away, you know, between five hundred and a thousand dollars money for them to go to college. Cause you know, a lot of people can't make it because it's so expensive just to even get there, just to get your stuff for your room, get your books, get the, you know, travel where you're going. You know what I'm saying? Not even just the point of just getting the money to go to school. And that's another thing when we talk about HBCUs. Um, we got to give back. Go the alumni. Give something if you get extra for the month towards your college or something. I know I have white associates. I don't have any white friends. I admit I don't have any white friends. I never grew up around white people. Didn't go to school with white people. Till later on in life, and by that time, they had already established their friendships. You know what I'm saying? So, I uh, really don't have any white friends. I have white associates that I work with, I do business with, um, and they always talk about their alumni. They give money every month for their alumni. They do all that stuff. I understand, as blacks, a lot of times that doesn't happen because we have a thing called student loan debt. <laughs> okay? It used to be $50. I remember when I used to have the biggest $50 toward my student loans. All of a sudden, I get something for $234. Wait a minute, hold up. 200 you know and then so you work in a job that's not even paying you fifty thousand dollars a year and you went to college and then you got to pay out it's crazy but it affects a lot of people but more black people because you know why because i'm gonna tell you just like i said before black people and white people can work at a job do the same job get the same degree but that white person will get paid more than that black person and i know it for a fact i've seen it i used to do paychecks i know so it does happen in black America. So how far have we really come? You know what? We've come a long way, but we got a long way to go because you know what? Now, because people have cameras and we're recording things and people are taking notice to more things. Everything was shut up under the rug and it was kind of like a hidden thing. Like we can get by with it. We going to do it. But now black people are taking notice, especially this millennial generation, and they're not going to be stopped. And if they're done wrong, they're going to sue and they're going to try to push to get people in jail. And I mean, it's just ridiculous. Like we can't even protest. They act like we go protest. We're going to just tear up everything. We're going to we're going to, you know, it's peaceful protest that blacks have done. And they acted like they had to have the, the, the National Guard, the, the whole police force from four different counties and everything come in. You get all these white monkeys jumping up on the Capitol. And ain't nobody there because they white. They got to be right. And I say monkeys because they jumping out. They climbing on walls and stuff. But nobody's doing anything. That was black people out there, man. We've been shot and everything if we was climbing up there. So how far have we really come? And I just say that because that stuff kind of like that just pissed me off. That this is what they do. But we go out there with a peaceful protest and y'all got the National Guard there. And you got these people going in there trying to attack people because they voting on something. They don't want nobody to have no rights but them. And nobody gets arrested. Come on now. It's sad. It is sad. It's it just. I don't know. How far have we really come? 
how far have we really come? In the 1960s, only one out of seven black men still labored in the land. And almost a quarter were in white collar or skilled manual occupations. So then it started moving up. Okay, so we see that we started moving up. Black men cut the income gap by a third. And by 1970, they were earning roughly 60 percent of what white men took in. So we started going gradually up. Now, you know, we have people, you know, that affirmative action came. And so then that helped us get to the next era of moving up or getting paid more money and getting to pay maybe only a little bit, you know, gap between our white counter co-workers. You know, uh, we started buying homes, you know, and then now it's about property. I'm going to tell you, black people, we got to start buying property. We have to. That's my goal now is to buy property in 2023 because that's where the money is. See, they never tell us these things. And I'm hate that I couldn't tell my kids these things. I didn't know. But because of social media, mm, social media can be a bad thing, but it's a good thing because you learn so much. I'm glad my kids know stuff. I had to tell them, like, they be talking about, mom, you didn't tell us this, you tell us this. You have to know what? Mama didn't know because I didn't have family that was telling me where to invest money. My family said, get an education, go to college, get your degree and go to work and get in retire and retire with your money there. They didn't tell me to go after more. And, and and not to just take this $35,000 a year, which ain't nothing, and be struggling to pay bills and everything for the rest of my life, and then retire to what? What I'm retiring to. A lot of them, my, my mother doesn't even get $1,000 a month in Social Security. That's ridiculous. So you work all your life, and then this, this is it. We got to tell them, we got to do more. We got to do more. We got That's why we, they knew to have at least seven streams of income. We did. Now we do. I'm so happy that the millennial generation is doing what they're doing because it's taking us to another level. But at the same time, we're hurting. Our communities are hurting. I just want to tell you out here, we have come far, but we do have a lot further to go. When it becomes a point where white America, white supremacists, white racist cops or beating black people and they know somebody's recording and they either threaten to kill that person for recording or they don't care about it. We, we, we got a long way to go. They should be like, Oh, okay, let me put, let me stop doing this. First of all, they shouldn't do it. Every police force. I think they need to fire everybody and start all over and take mental health exams. Okay. Do you have a hate toward any race of people or honey? Some stuff needs to be done because this is getting ridiculous and getting out of hand. It's getting out of hand. And, and and I think everybody's sick of it. I think everyone is sick of it. So the National Assessment of Educational Process is the nation's report card on what American students attending elementary and secondary schools know. Those tests show that African-American students on average are alarmingly far behind whites in math, science, reading and writing. For instance, black students at the end of their high school career are almost four years behind while white students in reading, the gap is comparable in other subjects. A study of 26 to 33 year old men who held full-time jobs in 1991 thus found that when education was measured by years of school completed, blacks earned 19% less than comparably educated whites. Now that I said is true because I was used to do payroll. So I know it is. Now we are shortening the gap. And more um, blacks are finishing high school, but now they're like 2.5 years behind. 
And that's generally because I'm going to tell you, they pass our children on when they have not grasped what they need to learn. And that's because they try to put them out the classroom. They teach the white kids, but not the black kids. They help them, but not the others. My daughter even said that even as a young lady in her 20s, going to a tech school, she saw where the teacher would tell the white girl, you know, do you need any help? Need any effort? But she would never walk to the white black students and ask them, do they need any extra help? In this day and age, 2022. So how far have we really come? When they still do things like that, like they want to see theirs get ahead, but they don't want to help us. Now, mind you, we need to help each other and we need to act better with each other when we are in these schools and stuff. Because a lot of these black people, I'm telling you, I've worked in schools and sometimes the black people are like, dang, you know, I understand you stereotyping us and acting all crazy toward our kids. They need help. Don't treat them like that. One thing I did. When my boys was in school, because this is what they do. They try to always kick the black boys out of class, especially if they smart. I told them, don't send my child outside the class. You call me because he's going to stay in that classroom or he's going to come home. But you're not going to sit him outside the class where he's not going to learn just because he's tapping on his desk with a pencil. That was one of the things I got called about one time. I had, I had to get with some teachers through the years, honey. Let me tell you, because they, they be saying some crazy stuff. But. I'm like, no, you're not going to sit them outside the classroom. See, that's what they do to ours. Sit them outside the class, go to ISS. They're not getting no work done. They're not learning. Now they behind. No. If you have a black son, pay attention to his school. Pay attention to how they're treating him. Not just because he plays ball, but pay attention and make sure they're teaching him so that he can get an education like his white counterpart, you know, white male. Because that's what they do. And I know they do because I've worked in schools before. I watched it. But as black teachers in the schools, you can't be up there having your nose turned up and mad at these little young black kids because they don't know or their parents haven't taught them or whatever. We got to show more empathy toward each other in situations. Um, the thing when they talk about this free lunch program, um, and it's still free lunch. It's just everybody can't get free lunch. And I was at first I thought they was talking about cutting out all free lunch, period. I'm like, that's crazy. It's going to be some hungry kids out here. But there's still going to be some kids struggling with about food because parents that with everything that the cost of living and everything going up, it's hard to buy groceries. So I just pray that things work out with that, especially for some families who they have two parent households. But those two parent households are paying them bills, trying to keep them bills paid. And the grocery list, you know, sending lunch to school and everything. People used to be happy that their kids went to school so they can stop eating them out of house and home. So now you got to start back, you know. Paying for lunch and stuff again. And lunch is $2.40. I told my daughter, $2.40. Man, that's crazy. Y'all going to take y'all lunch. <laughs> There's going to be a whole lot of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches around here. It's just sad, you know. And because white America's going to suffer too. Don't don't get me wrong. Because a lot of them are not in right income bracket. You know, income brackets where they have to struggle too. But black America really is going to suffer because of the economic tragedy that we're going through now gas prices food prices all of that it's going to affect our families even more so we have to know where to invest our money we got to come up financially and the only reason i'm ending on that is because we're going to talk about that next week how black people can earn more money how can we get up to at least four streams of income what do we need to do to do that because we've got to get in this race because i'm telling you these jobs ain't gonna hold out 
we, there's money out here. Don't let them make you think there's no money out here. Because why they still building apartments, building housing communities? Who gonna live in them? Somebody making some money. The construction people definitely making some. So we gotta invest in property. We gotta invest in whatever it is, trading whatever it is that we need to make money in. And so that is what we're gonna talk about next week: financial gain for Black people and getting us up out of poverty and getting us past the middle class a little bit because the middle class is getting to suffer. With the economics the way they're going now. But. Ask yourself. As a black woman or man. Have we come that far? Do you think we've come that far? Are things any different? How far have we come and how far do we have to go? I think we got a little ways to go. When we see things that we see. On the social media. I'm not saying. And the thing is. There's a small number of people who are racist. I believe. I believe. And the media just pumps it up <coughs> to where it looks like everyone. Because I have to catch myself. Like, I don't want to be thinking every white person I encounter is a racist. You know, I don't want to think like that. I want to be able to show love to everybody and, and, and associate with other cultures and stuff, you know. But everybody, not even just whites, but sometimes these um, Mexicans and, and mostly Mexicans, not Latino. Latinos seem to get along with black people. Some reason these Mexicans act like they're better than black people too sometime. And I've picked up on that at certain things. And these Asians and these beauty supplies and all that kind of stuff. Like, like everybody wants to down black people. They put us like at the bottom and no, we're not. We're one of the smartest, you know what I'm saying? The strongest. And that's what people hate about us, but they love our culture. That's why I know we smart because they love our culture, but they don't love us. So how far have we come and how far do we have to go? We got a ways to go. But you know what? In that growth, we got to start supporting each other more and loving each other more and not allowing them to separate us because that's what they want. They want. Let's look out for our young girls and our young men, the ones disappearing because they're really killing some of us off, taking our organs, one of our kids telling us that they need to do this, that, and the other and they're not coming out of hospitals and different things and they're taking black children from mothers and all this stuff that goes on because they don't want our race to populate you better think about that i'm not even gonna get into why everything now is about gay men and trying to pull that spirit into everybody being a gay man i can't even get the uh, only some people will understand the concept in that and why social media TV, everything, why they're putting that out there. Y'all think nobody's controlling something? There are people controlling things. There is. But we have ways to go, guys. We've come a long way. We have from 1960s. But we got a long way to go because they're trying to reel us back. They're trying to reel us back. And we need to go forward. The only way we can go forward, we got to stick together like doing Martin Luther Kingdom time and stuff when they stuck together. But we got to start getting our finances together and help each other financially so that we don't sink into this ship they're trying to put us in. So next week, we're going to talk about black families financially getting streams of income, coming out of poverty, being able to live decently, getting credit together. All of that we're going to talk about next week. So remember, to go to my website, www.carmelinamcroy.org. Hey, I have a three-day masterclass coming, time management for moms. Moms, 
stop being overwhelmed, stop having anxiety, start being all, stop being all over the place. Feel like you're doing stuff, but you're getting nowhere. You need to be in my masterclass. Sign up. It's August 25th to the 27th. Okay. So make sure you sign up this week. Uh, it starts tomorrow. Make sure you sign up. And, um, as I always say, expect it, believe it, receive it. God bless.